visit us at podlanderpresents.com to find information on all of our shows. That sounded kind of cool. Welcome to Podlander Drunkcast and Outlander Podcast. I'm Allison. I'm Julie. Hey, I'm Janine. <laughs> um, guys, we're so excited. We're talking with our old friend Janine in the same room, in yep. person. Is this coming to you on Zoom? No, it is not. The holidays bring him back to the Chicagoland area. We had to get him in front of a mic. Hell yeah. And As we are one to do. Yeah. Because you know what? Here's the thing. Julie and I both saw Aaron, sorry, who's Aaron, on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. But we just kind of like stood there staring at each other. With nothing to say because we didn't know how to act because we didn't have microphones in front of us. Also, like, I was inconsolably crying the entire time. So, just like, kidding. We I had lovely conversations, but, but lovely Jimmy conversations. did have some sparkly tears. I had a yes. lot of sparkly tears. In his <laughs> piercing blue eyes. Very happy to be back to Chicago. Let's just say that. Yeah. I mean, it's if you're going to cry, if you're not going to cry at the lighthouse, where are you going to cry? Come on. It's true. That's a, that is a very accurate statement. Uh, mm-hmm. So we have two agenda items. Mm. Yes. The first is we're just doing a little Janine catch up. You know how it is. And maybe that'll be one episode by itself. Maybe not. We'll see. We'll see. Hmm. And then we were all prepared, Julie and I were prepared. And by that, I mean emphatically not prepared on purpose. Never. To hilariously attempt to recap all of season 7A of Outlander for Janine in like 20 minutes without refreshing ourselves on what actually happened. (laughs) So it would be like Tom Christie kisses Claire, Benedict Arnold, house fire? Yeah, that would be Um, what I would say. Pants. Oh, war. War pants, and um, damn tiny beard brush. <laughs> oh yeah, right. Um, but so when we were like, it. "Do you want to do this? We don't want to put this put you on the spot, and you're no, you're no longer required to care about Outlander. Do you want us to do this, or do you just want to chat?" And then and then Janine said, "But I well, I mean, I I watched it. What? Oh. So <laughs> we're about to be regaled with Janine's thoughts on season seven A of Outlander, which." Was very good. It was so good this TV. should be a delight. Yeah. But first, how you doing? How you doing, Janine? Give us a little roundup catch-up. Tell, tell us what's up with you. Well, uh, I think the most important catch-up that's necessary is Jasper. Thriving. Thriving. Oh, my God. Yeah. A king. He is doing so well. We've gotten very into a, we got into a really solid cuddle routine. Because um, I have a fireplace in my new apartment. So every now and then, it's not every night. If I could afford the wood every night, I would. Uh, but I have a fire and then he like comes next to me, gets on top of my chest. We like watch TV. I'll like be like petting him and then he'll get up and like turn around so that I can put my hand on his chest easier, but then also scratch his chin. <gasps> what a sweet boy. Um, he's really great. I'm glad my godson is thriving. Yeah, he's doing really well. I don't feel like I send uh, his godmothers enough photos. Gma, what would Gma Juju and what was yours? Gma Shushu. Gma Shushu. That's right. Um, uh, that's true. Please send more photos. Yeah, yeah. But also, uh, I I just want to cons- raise the point yeah. that you could, in theory, just set up a little, just set up a little camera. Get your fireplace going. Mm. Get Jasper to lay down by the fire, <laughs> and then make millions. Yeah, I mean, just you record that shit. Really could profit, and then it's still like Jasper fireplace. That's true. We talked about this. Oh, I know. Believe me, we talked because we talked. Remember when we talked about murder mystery? Yes. Yule log murder mystery. I still think someday. I'm still on board. I know the Yule log. Well, it's the, tis the season. Yeah. Possibly some ideas could be farmed today when we're around all of our excellent friends. Yes. yes. There's the murder mystery one, but then there's, there's also a cat Yule log. 
dog, but with cat. Mm. And again, Jasper. Oh, yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. See, fucking profit. <laughs> it's really the, like, the ASMR gateway drug. The sound of the cat purr plus the fire crackle. Yeah. Come on. Well, fire crackle all by itself, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're like, I don't know if I like ASMR. You I don't do. know. Do you have Yule Log going on your TV and all Christmas <laughs> Day? Because I think maybe you like ASMR. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you, you add a little cat purr. Yeah. And also Ooh. the most handsome cat purr, which is Jasper. Jasper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's doing really well. Good. Uh, program's going really well. Excellent. It is, I, it is the most challenging thing I've ever done in my life. Uh, but all my advisors are very excited about what I'm doing. Like I am ahead of the sched- like ahead of the game in a lot of ways. I started a research project this summer on asteroid mining. Mm. So I'm interviewing people who are part of the asteroid mining industry to talk to them about how they perceive hype in what they dealt with. How far along is the asteroid mining industry? Well, those two firms are gone. They went defunct in 2018, but there are two more firms. Okay. Um, and my, my understanding is that one of the firms, both firms are talking about, re- about mining asteroids, but one of the firms has been kind of avoiding it because it's a little taboo because of the hype, the disappointment, my entire purpose of research. Um, but they've actually had some interest from some of their investors and funders to start talking more about the asteroid mining stuff again and being more explicit about what that's doing on. So okay. that's all to say, not so that far. <laughs> it could happen. Do you think it will be regularly done within my lifetime? So that's probably another, what, 30 years, 20 if I'm living right? I think in, I, I, I think. Give, <laughs> no That's because I like to party. <laughs> you do like to party, but you're like, come on. Come I'm, on. Kidding. I'm kidding. We've got decades of content ahead I'm of us. I'm going to live on spite alone. <laughs> and it, I'm going to be fine. But yeah, so like how many years out do you think an actual asteroid mining fucking process could be happening? Yeah, well, and it's for a little context. Uh, very recently, we, we just received uh, asteroid mining, asteroid regolith from Bennu. Uh, in a Osiris Rex um, return It's mission. like you're speaking a fucking yeah, foreign language to me. I have absolutely no yeah, idea no, what you just said. My bad. So we went to visit an asteroid. Okay. Uh, and uh, that, as part of that process, it was about to collect material and bring it back. Yeah. So that material just got back to Earth uh, a month ago. Okay. And it was a big learning experience because now we know that asteroids, are, we know how asteroids are like. They're not like uh, Armageddon. They're more like kind of uh, slushy rock. Okay. Mm. Um, more like a comet, kind of? It really, the way you set that up, it was like, we know what asteroids are like. They're not like Armageddon. They're more like, I don't know, friendly but standoffish. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's, like, actually, that's actually probably great because what happened was when they landed, <laughs> they, they were like going to shoot something into into the rock so they can grab Armageddon stuff. style. Armageddon style. But it was so kind of slushy that it kind of went too far. So it was a little standoffish and like a little too friendly though. Yeah. <sighs> So to, <laughs> that asteroid was a slut. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I gave that to say, like, now we have a sense of what asteroids are like. And so mm. I think in the next, whenever I say 20 years, it's always 20 years kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think 20 years, though, we could likely see a private mission visiting an asteroid. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And not just like dick ship in low space, not even really space, just like. These assholes just flying really high. Yeah. God, I think these guys. I think it's going to be actual, like, go out into Rocket. a near Earth asteroid that is on an orbit that we don't see very often. And that okay. mission will then be, it'll be a multi year mission where they're like visiting it, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, the point. Learning. Yeah. So in the next 20 years, I think it's, it's very likely. Just data collection or actual mining? Uh, probably data collection. Yeah. yeah. So mining might be past my lifespan, maybe 50 more be. years. Okay. Yeah. Cause as the, 
uh, yeah, they're trying to go for water and yeah. the water aspect requires a bit more if it's platinum, which one company's trying to do, you can just go to it and like take some stuff and like maybe have a small amount. But with water, you have to encase the asteroid so you can like bake the water out of it. That's I want gonna you to happen. know when um when when Aaron said you go to the asteroid and take some stuff, he did one hundred percent a hamburglar hand gesture, <laughs> like. <laughs> Um, for the the surrounding it, then he hugged the asteroid. So it was a hamburglar and then a hug. Yeah. Um, fascinating. Yeah. So I'm like deep in it. It's very, very hard. Incredibly taxing. I'm learning how hard all of this actually is for a 40 page paper at some point in the next three or four years. Wow. That's right. You got four years left on your program, right? Yeah. And that's four years on the program, but also just, that's how long it takes to publish something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's where I need to be. And as much as I cry and like I, I miss Chicago and you all very much, mm-hmm. uh, it's where I need to be for the moment. So That's awesome. Yeah. I'm so, so proud. Cool. How long have you been there now? Two years? Year and a half? Uh, I just started my second year. Second year. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So good. I know. It's well, you're missed. Thanks. But we're so glad that you're thriving. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, you obviously are, as you already know, but just so everybody else knows. Welcome back anytime. Of course. You just say like, I've got the itch. Or you say, oh my God, Allison, Julie, I just watched Tom Christie kiss Clara in the mouth in the street. And it was really weird. And I have thoughts. It did feel odd. Yeah. (laughs) Um, We uh, went. (laughs) And there's, of course, a screenshot because that's, you know. (laughs) The best screenshot from season 7A, though, was our excitement, confusion. At the Buck McKenzie reveal. So I knew it was coming. Oh, this yeah. is a good this yeah. is a good transition. <laughs> I knew that it was coming and that it had been recast. So I was all pre- I was all prepared for the Buck McKenzie is an important character. I was all prepared for the reveal, but I was like, they're gonna they're gonna do something, right? To Bill make it Nye clear. Entrance a guy we've never seen. Like they're gonna yeah. they're gonna find a way to make this clear because that's just what people would do. And instead, we both went, uh-huh. And there's a screenshot of us both going. But you can tell we're like sitting up and we're ready to we're be like performatively excited. And then we're like, huh? <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good screenshot. Okay. Let's start with, let's start with Buck McKenzie. Cause this is the character I am most confident mm. that Janine is going to be into. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I, I mean, I, yes. I'm putting money on Benedict Arnold. Well, okay. You know what? Never mind. Because <laughs> the nerd. So Benedict Arnold. Barring Benedict Arnold, who we'll address next. Buck McKenzie. And I say this for two reasons. Yeah, why? One. Beard. Beard. Well, yeah. And the, and the combing of the beard. Yeah. The little girl with the Barbie comb. Come on. That's yeah, come on. That's cute. That's adorable. Yeah. And second, all of the like, the physical acting where he was somehow making it clear that he was wearing clothes <laughs> that were not of his era. <laughs> Even though he looked really good in them. He looked great. And like comfortable. Really good in construction clothes. Like yeah. hard hat. His little hard hat. Looking good. Also, he, he took to time traveling really well. I, I just kind of feel like maybe that's the kind of dude he is. Yeah. There's like a kind of an even keel. I mean, we saw him originally go off, right? Yeah, when he totally. hung Roger. Yes. But was played by Gilf. Remember that? That's the same character. Oh, that's yeah. why yes. that's why it was such a like, oh, because oh, they yeah. recast it. Because you watched this whole season and you're just now putting together who that character is, well, right? I, I knew because uh, like I didn't because like I don't remember what I knew he got hung and like I just didn't mm. know I forgot who had actually done it. It was him. It was ah. But it was Gilf, remember they yeah. had they dragged him up as somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh so I feel like Buck 
in this iteration after he's gone through just feels a little bit more even keeled like mm. i i don't know what's happening to me i guess i just have to well, let it ride it's because it's it's good casting mm-hmm. bye, bye neil um it's good casting and as much as we love gilf in this in this home we love gilf i'm we gonna cross stitch it for you and you mm-hmm. can hang it somewhere in your lovely apartment um but he was too old to play yes, that part. Yes, they shouldn't have done that. Yeah, and we discussed it at length on that episode. We're like, right. it was stunt casting. They did this, and yeah. now they now they're hoisted on their own petard. Yeah. One of my favorite phrases of all time. But the fact <laughs> that they were just like, you get it's it. It's a cliffhanger. Oh, <gasps> who's this? And we're Only, like, who's she? Who like her? her? <laughs> <laughs> um, it was, uh, it was, it was the low point yeah. it, when we did our live show. I think this one is the low point. Yeah. Unless did we give the award to when Jamie. I called it a wet fart of an entrance. Did, <laughs> did we give the award to when Jamie dives into the ocean, the crystal clear ocean in the middle of a hurricane to picturesquely swim down and get Claire? Yes. We're still mad about it. Yes. We know it's still season. That's season three, but we don't give a shit. I believe we're that is what got it. the Maybe that's award for worst moment. I think that always deserves. It's what, yes. one yeah. in yes. our hearts anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So. Uh, so I like Buck a lot. Thumbs yeah. up yeah. to Buck. Buck I think that character. is a good jumping off point for your thoughts in general on the 70s slash 80s storyline. Modern plotline. Flipping the Brock. Mm. Where we've got Roger teaching. We've mm. got Brianna in her hard hat being a boss. We've got the magic wall of time travel jizz in the tunnel. We've got the... <laughs> Rob ki- Cameron, double barrel fucker. We've got fucker. R- double Fuck barrel Cameron. Yeah. We've got the cute kids. We've yeah. got living in the Compervan. Cute. cute Quote scary. They're cute. They're cute. They're like children of the corn children. Like they're red rum children, man. Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> <laughs> that's <know>. better. <laughs> they are red rum children. Yeah. Jamie is uh sorry, Jimmy is definitely a red rum yeah, child. Dude. Red rum. <sighs> All right, so I mean Mandy is the one who's always like Jimmy, I can feel her. Mason, did you know we're psychic? Mm-mm. I'm just no. waiting. I'm just waiting for them to install elevators in Lollybrock and then blood pouring out of them. <laughs> All right. So your thoughts on the Lollybrock timeline? I, I, I am so enamored with it because I want the life that they seem to be living. (laughs) I mean, there is some, um, this old house envy for sure. Fucking yeah. hell, man. Like the fact, like one, living in a camper van, like if, dear listeners, if you don't remember my lead up, I was going to try and live in a van. In a van. van life. Van Hashtag life. blessed. I was going to try to do that in this PhD thing. I'm so glad I didn't do that, by the way. This is already hard enough. Um, but so like the fact that they're doing that kind of has like this romantic thing to me. And it's also a beautiful goddamn camper van. I want to know where they got this camper yeah. van yeah. and did they hire somebody to decorate it? Yeah. Because I've never seen a fucking trailer that looked that good. They've got balustrades in there. Brianna what the fuck taste. is that? She's got taste. I guess it's kind of like the windows in the big house. It's like, who did this? Yeah. What? Yeah. Okay. Like I guess how, I'm just going with it. Like, where is this craftsmanship coming from? Yeah. Like, who did? Who who puts balustrades in a trailer? I mean, they time tra- They built an entire fucking cabin. That's true. After the big house, now they have power tools. Julie, you're right. Brianna <laughs> invented matches. You're right. You I think forgot. she can yeah. outfit a camper van? You're right. Like no. they they're working on. It's like um, it's like when you're in a D and D campaign, mm-hmm. and then you go to fight a big boss, mm-hmm. and you get just like almost annihilated and then oh no you find a magic weapon that gives you all of the little 
adjustments to your score to make it so you can fight the boss. When they came back through those stones, they got like a plus 10 in everything <laughs> because they were working on a much higher difficulty level. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Now they've got toilets. Yeah. Things are a lot Showers. easier for them, generally speaking, than they were on the ridge. At least in a practical sense, in an emotional mm. sense. It's yeah. difficult. Well, and so, so the camper van part, the camper van specifically, I really into, I loved that they were doing like building out their own house and like going through this whole thing. I love what they're doing to Lollybrock. It looks beautiful. It does look beautiful. Um, I am confused as to why they still have a, like this weird storing room <laughs> that they can hide Buck uh, in. Oh, yeah. oh, the priest hole? The priest mm -hmm. hole. The priest hole is a big deal in the months. Oh, yeah? Um, all kinds of shit happens in the priest hole. Jamie gets hidden in the priest hole whenever he's, you know, when he's living out in the woods? Dunbonnet. Oh. Yes, when he's in Dunbonnet era. Mm. If he happens to be at Lallybrock and, like, the watch comes calling or whatever, priest hole. Get in the oh. priest hole, That's bitch. why it's called a priest hole. It's because where you hide. The priest. Ah. Oh, right. Catholics. Yeah. Yes. Well, so uh, I love everything. About, I I was very confused. Um, I, Like, not to, cause we should, Cameron deserves a lot of conversation because that guy's a fuckhead. Yeah. I was confused by how, how, how like easy it was for people to move around that house without like being observed or how comfortable every, like. Well, they do have two kids. That's mm -hmm. true. I just, I don't know. It felt... And they have those kids. Like, they've got those red rub kids. I'm pretty yeah. sure their attention is often divided. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so I I, I love uh, Roger's kind of slowly moving towards teaching, like, mm -hmm. professorship. I feel like what he's about to come, and I really like that. I love that Sophie's finally getting her due and, like, able to, like, like she's still dealing with like the patriarchy, but I love that she's finally like getting a place in like Brianna. You Brianna? Oh, thank yes. you. Yes. Sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Brianna's doing that because Sophie is also getting her due because she's yes, very she's, good. This she's season. very good at this. She yeah, has yeah. improved. And greatly. what part of this job requires a penis? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I'm confused by love now that I know that that's what it's called the jizz wall of time. Mm -hmm. that, the, that is its technical term. Yeah, yeah, we call it the jizz wall. Yeah. So I don't, I, mean, I am confused by the jizz wall. Like, like how did. Allison teased a fucking Loch Ness monster on my ass. Listen, it's it's a brief mention in the books, but in the books, there's this lovely, I think it's in the second book. They're, they took a boat out onto Loch Ness. They're floating around. It's Brianna and Claire and Roger. And Brianna's having a nap. Mm. And Claire and Roger are shooting the shit about time travel and whatnot. And I think this is when this happens. They raise the idea that maybe the Loch Ness monster is a dinosaur. Oh. And it swam through a jizz wall underwater. Yes. Yeah. Because the stone circles, it's not the stones that make you travel. Yeah. The stone circles mark the places the where this place. shit happens. Yeah. Oh. Right? Dick so, rocks mark jizz. So above ground, they're like, <laughs> hey, weird shit happens here. Look at this stone circle. Yeah. But Bree's not above ground at that moment. She is below ground. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So maybe yeah. it looks like blue jizz. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know why we went with jizz. I do, because it's funny. Well, it looks like a wall of like semi transparent goo. Yeah, but it's blue. Jizz. Well, yeah, but, but whatever. Like, we have the dick rocks, and what's inside oh, the dick yes. rocks? You know, it's oh, jizz. Yes, it's jizz. Aaron just <clears throat> explained our subconscious to us. 
I mean, it's that why was, it's why you, it tracks so well for me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. jizz yeah, is in those rocks. That is, it's the jizz from the rocks <laughs> that gets the party going. So we're time like travel wise. in the testes, basically. Yes, yeah. yes, underneath the dam, we're in the balls. Yes, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is where the jizz the is dam created. Is the balls. Yeah, this is where the jizz well, is made. Yeah, and what do you think the lake is? It's the bladder. So, like, yeah, of course. Mm, yeah, pushing it out. Well, anyway, I was. <laughs> When I saw the jizz <laughs> underneath the dam, I'm like, great, here's some more time travel shit. Here's my question about Rob Double, Double Barrel Cameron. Yeah. How did he know? Because it feels like he had more knowledge than just listening to Roger. Like, mm-hmm. uh-oh, it's a spoiler. Yeah. So is he a time traveler? It's got to come down through his family, I bet, to some extent. Mm-hmm. We'll find out. Uh, okay. Well, um, but I mean, he for sure read the letters. Right? Yeah, oh, no, yeah, he knew totally. that, but he only got that information after he listened to Roger. But I feel like he knew something before all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Important question for Janine. Yeah. Which is worse, mm. reading the letters or just showing up and inviting yourself to dinner? Showing. Uh, ooh, that's a hard one. But I, I want my gut reaction is the is the second because like that was. Who the fuck does that? This I know, guy. I know it was the 80s, 70s, but come on. No. Like, There's we, always this guy. We still had a telephone. Come on. You, <laughs> it's one thing to just show up and then be invited. Yeah. But he just shows up and he's like, I'm here for dinner. Yeah. I brought, Let's do this. I brought this wine. Poco Robles. <laughs> Paso Robles. Let's go to Paso Robles. Um, it, like, let, let's... Let's. I know you've no, got children, and I didn't check in. And also, you're my boss. It but really here. I am. Oh, it's so cringe. Like it makes me hurt when it happened on the show. Allison and I were like, "No, absolutely not. You do not come to my home without an invite. You mm. get the fuck out of here." But we know he's an asshole. Yeah, yes, yeah. Um, that the, guy. The really reading of the letters was really bad though, too, which is why it's like hard for me because. But it's really hard for me that the letters weren't under fucking lock and key. You I know, morons. Yeah. They should not be out and about. Come on. I think that's where my question is around. Like, it's so easy to walk around there because, like, it's so big it's and so different big and, rooms. Like, protect your shit, man. Fucking put that shit in the lockbox. Like, I didn't. Like, you can't hide everything, but your top secret time travel letters hidden. Put it in, yes. like, put it in the priest hole. Put, put it in the oh priest hole. <laughs> Duh. Yes. Like, that's where the stuff Come goes. On. You hide oh. shit in the priest hole. Yeah, you, just, you've got, and he's got that. De- like, there are all kinds of places you could, but yes. Put him in the fucking priest hole. It's right there. Hide that shit. Yeah. Hide that, so that shit. That kind of. I, I mean, if nothing else, you don't want your children getting in there and opening all those letters. You are saving them to read yourself. Mm-hmm. So your children of the corn are going to be like, <laughs> hey, Ma, did hey, you Malachi. know that Granda got arrested and blah, 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 blah? Because I read ahead. I skipped to the ending. Mm-mm. No, no, absolutely not. Yeah. That, I think, maybe, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Distillates or like um, uh, focuses. Focuses on why we didn't tend to like watch the modern storyline with as much Mm. joy. We loved it, but we were way more invested in the Revolutionary War shit this time I don't actually think that's true. It ended up being that way with our live show. It did, but Mm -hmm. at the time... We spent a lot of time talking about Brianna and Roger. You're right. Well, the design. Yeah, The design's really good. Well, that yeah. season seven blue. Did yeah. you clock the season seven blue? Season seven blue. The teal everywhere. There's oh. this like really rich blue that's just kind fucking like everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, it's like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We loved season seven blue. Um, 
I, uh, yes, I, I also, I think I also really love that the building, the, um, what's the, the show you referenced for the building, this, this old house, this old house, oh, this, this old, old house. house thing, because at the time I was watching this, I was also in the mode of thinking about where I want to live after my PhD program mm-hmm. and was fantasizing about building a geodesic home. Mm. So, which by the way, in my fantasy world, I'm building a geodesic home house in Chicago working at Northwestern. I don't know how any of that's supposed to work. That's like a mash sheet. Yeah, it's a weird one. It's like a mash sheet. And you're married to Lady Gaga. Yeah, uh, married to Lady Gaga. You drive a Chevy Impala. Well, I, you live in a geodesic <laughs> dome. Ford tough. Fucking, fucking Buckminster Fuller style. Well, if, I, if I've cheated on this mash sheet, uh, Emma Watson is who I'm married okay. to. Okay, okay. You scratched out Lady because Gaga. Because she read my, my book and was very excited and was like, I would like to talk to you. And then we had this cute meet cute. It's a very big thing. I've had a lot of time the geodesic dome, does that make it mashed? Like M-A-S-H-D for dome? <laughs> yes, mash. Um, yeah. Great. One final question about future storyline. Not future, uh, but you know what I mean. Yeah, 70s, yeah. 80s. Um, how did you feel about the use of Phil Collins in the air tonight for a sex scene? It worked. No! It worked for me. It also worked for me. It did not work for Julie. And for most of the fandom. We're in the minority. Okay. Well, it worked for me. It was off-putting at the beginning of it. Oh, it's creepy. It's confusing. I mean, it is not a sexy song. No. But come on. And And they are coming in the air tonight. Yeah. Because they're in their camper van. They're coming in the air tonight. Yeah. But... It, hold, were, on. The, <laughs> hold on hold <laughs> on it just didn't work for me yeah it w- it's a no for me dog yeah all right okay so so we're taking care of that okay. revolutionary war mm-hmm. let's talk about the fire of the big house aka the exploding <sighs> of the windows yeah i just like i by myself jasper running away from me because i was exclaiming so much just going like oh my about to, oh my god all that craftsmanship all the people like, <laughs> all was, that craftsmanship oh, all, <laughs> like what's the big house village was the the all the people in the backyard that made all these windows and the glaciers union of north carolina yeah, just got formed they were just like, they must have been so upset by all this. Oh, yeah. see, I think the Glaciers Union in North Carolina was probably thrilled. Maybe. Yeah, because they're, they're going like, to have to build another jobs. house. We They've got jobs. already job been security. paid. Yeah. That is job security. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, bad for house burning down. The whole, like, those guys going into the, into the surgery, though, and, like, smashing the bottles of ether, <laughs> I was a little bit like, what's going on here? Like, I feel a little mm-hmm. bit like this, this would... The fire is about to happen, and like I know what they're, ha- what's like, like this is what it's leading foretold, up to. yeah, ordained. But like, it did feel, as far as how it was produced, a little forced to me. Where I was like, mm. I don't feel like they'd make, they'd go that far, or like somehow they'd pull back, or like I don't know. It was a little bit like, what's this weird chemical? I don't care. <laughs> but he's like, I'm Michael like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> So that uh, that fell out to me, but uh, I did have reactions. Jasper didn't hang out with me because I was yeah. Uh, yeah. While I continue to question him, I'm going to need you to go get what you were given at our live show. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah, and the other one. But okay, okay. Um, important question. Sure. Um, how did you feel about? Um, Mrs. Bug, who has no lines and then promptly gets murdered 
sort of accidentally by Ian. I was so upset for Ian. I was really upset for even. Yeah, John Bell killed it this season. Yeah, he John Bell was so good in this season, and like that moment, and like the realization of it all was like it was it was painful. Yeah, yeah, I really really hated it. (laughs) Yeah, it's Um, rough. It's a rough watch. Mm -hmm. Uh, How do you feel about Ian's fabulous new love interest, Rachel Hunter? I feel good. Yeah, yeah. I feel. I feel. I I was having. These are all positive feelings, but I was feeling so odd about like the way they were interacting. And then when the kiss happened, I was like, oh, boy, well, a little little much, but also weird timing, but also like cultures. I was like, there was a lot of conflict happening with. Did you feel like they were just going to straight bone right there? I did. Yes. Yes. Their chemistry is crazy. Yeah, it is. It was like with a knife when he was, I think, speaking of knife. <laughs> when they were sitting on the porch when he had first when mm-hmm. they had first met, even then I was like, "This is like palpable." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they mm-hmm. have great chemistry. Yeah. Uh, speaking of those two, um, that means if if you are down with all Rachel Hunter, that means that you are probably also uh, fond of our friend William William Ransom. Um, Help me out, Jamie's kid. Jamie's kid, the worst spy ever. The worst spy ever. The worst spy in history <laughs> whose death song goes, my name is William. And that's it. <laughs> His cell phone. He was, yeah. Yeah. I, he's, I, I liked him. He was the worst spy ever. That like of, of the things that like he inherited from Jamie, uh, being a spy is not one of them. No, not, not yet. <laughs> no. He, he, the casting is incredible though. Yeah. Like when you saw him the first time where you're like, oh yeah. 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 Yep. And every, I think every time they kind of, because you know they were kind of bouncing into each other's yeah. worlds. Every mm-hmm. bounce into each other was like very palpable. That's my word of the day. Apparently, uh, it was also like I liked it a lot. Like yeah. uh, when he found when he found Claire in the in the um, when she was a prisoner at Fort Ticonderoga. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was really like that was nice. That was there was yeah. <laughs> I really love in that episode. <laughs> After he's met Claire, when um, then he runs into Ian and Ian bullshits him. And then he's like, oh, yeah, sure. Blah, blah. Wait, Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, buddy. I love one of those. Oops, speaking of buddy. Okay. So <clears throat> I don't know if you've been keeping up with the podcast, but we named the ether mask because Claire had an ether problem. Oh, yeah, that's right. Buddy the ether mask. Okay. <laughs> hey, Claire, I'm right over here. So. On the way to the live show, one of our dear listeners, uh, this was Mini Horse, right? Yeah. This is the Mini Horse. She wasn't going to make it on time for the show. The Amtrak screwed her. Amtrak was fucked. I know that story. Yeah. So she spent some time doing a little crochet. So I would like to introduce to you. We were handed these when she arrived at karaoke. Which is first? Knife. Okay. So before we do this, Mm -hmm. um, do you you remember when... um, Jamie gives Claire a knife in this season and she's like, oh, it fits my hand perfectly. I do remember this. I, uh, this is actually the one thing bit, I think I heard a little bit of this podcast where it's because it's the size of his dick. Yes. <laughs> he, yeah. he, he, re- he knows he the contours of her, her grip from the way her hand feels on his, his Johnson. <laughs> yes. Like I, I just That's can't real. get with it. So <laughs> I don't think you can memorize an abstract concept. That sounds to me, Julie, like you're like, you haven't gotten a lot of hand jobs on your dick in, in, you know, your life. Guilty. Yeah. Uh, so the first thing that Liz does is she hands to me and Julie and Amelia this. Oh God! This, <laughs> so this is a crocheted uh, knife with a handle that looks like a penis. <laughs> this is so good. 
I mean, it fits my hand perfectly. <laughs> right? <laughs> Isn't that amazing? This is so good. And oh then apparently she had even more time. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Just one, one detail here. Mm. This. That part, I, yeah. That's I mean, really, that's real. Which I'm a little bit like, oh no, that makes sense. Because that's where the tang would be. So like, yeah, that makes sense why this is the, why this is the top of the penis mm-hmm. and this is the bottom of the penis. Cause the, but this is the spine of the knife. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Great job. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> Approve, stamp of approval from Janine. Yeah, yeah. So then she whipped she up more just time. for Julie. Okay. Just for me. Buddy to either mask. <laughs> oh my God. The eyes. I know he looks like a poo emoji, yeah. which is also hilarious, but it's, hey, Claire, just put me over your nose and mouth. <laughs> you can just look at my eyes while you're going Just down. remember, I'm always here. <laughs> I can see you, Claire. I can see you. I'm the only one who sees you. I'm the only one. Okay. Oh so my God. Two, there are obviously lots of Jamie and Claire things that happen, but we're going to, in the interest of time, we're yeah. going to limit our, our past storylines, unless you have specific thoughts you want to share. My questions for you. Yeah, we'll questions. dwell on two things. Okay. First, let's talk about Benedict Arnold. Yeah. Uh, Question one, why is he in my spank bank now? I mean, he's a fucking fox. I mean, like, but I know who charmer. he is. And right. a charmer. Yeah, I he, know what happens. So here's the thing is like with Benedict Arnold, I have a little bit of confusion in my own brain because I was, um, I wa- he's in turn uh, a, an, a series about the Revolutionary War mm-hmm. and about uh, George Washington's kind That of actor, you mean? No, the character, Benedict okay. Arnold, yeah, because okay. it's about Revolutionary War. So like Benedict Arnold is such a strong and interesting character in that I show. I just thought well. maybe it was like... Um, who played Mark Twain in everything? Oh, Hal Holbrook. Yes. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe this it was a Hal Holbrook situation. And it's just this guy playing <laughs> Benedict Arnold in yeah. everything forever. So, like, my, my knowledge of Benedict Arnold kind of extends beyond this. And I think Benedict Arnold is such an interesting character because, like, he's trying – he cares very much about mm-hmm. what he about, about like leading and being a good leader and all this other stuff but also he wants to be recognized yeah and like that i think this the patriarchy hurts us all yeah. downfall and this i think this this actor and this representation of benedict arnold is a very good job of like demonstrating that he he is a genuinely good leader and like mm-hmm. a genuinely good like he is a good person he cares yeah he cares and he's really trying but he also put himself on the wrong side but there's yeah. and there's yeah. this um like impossible to control petty longing for recognition that is more potent than his desire to, to do the right, be a good leader. Be a good leader. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and he is getting fucked over, but like, yeah, but it, it kind of, it injects, I think what's interesting too, about that time period where the enlightenment being the big kind of, uh, force of where our constitution came from and like all what, what, how those like, that elite class was thinking where Benedict Arnold is a very clear representation that we are not actually truly enlightened, that yeah. we are actually still like kind of animals, animals and base in some fashion. Yeah. yeah. Um, so in our myth mythos of American history, where he's a traitor, it's very interesting to think about. Cause like, yeah, he was a traitor to the net, to the nation, but he was actually probably the more humanistic individual, mm-hmm. which mm. is fascinating. Yeah. Great actor. Yes. <laughs> like when he showed up, uh, when we met him, uh, with his, uh, when he was looking, when he was looking to barter swap, the, the swap, swap meet, the swap yeah, meet. Yeah. The swap meet. <laughs> yeah. He was like, I, yeah. Very enamored with that guy. Mm-hmm. Did a good job. Yeah. Great. Uh, the other important question about the past, I have already forgotten. It's going to come back to me. It was about, I don't know. I don't fucking remember. 
We talked about the fire. I hated the cliffhanger where we, where we got left off thinking that Jamie might have been killed. Oh, yeah. yeah. Come so, on. I'm so fucking annoyed. I was like, mustache, back the fuck off. Yeah, we knew. <laughs> we know that character can't die. <laughs> like, come on. Fucking Amy. Yeah, not but yet. Then we not got, yet. We anyway. got Claire being like, if you touch my not dead husband, I will fucking gut you. <laughs> Tr- fucking try me. <laughs> That yeah. shit was good when she got that all gutter, good gutter whore. You fucking yeah. try me. You don't eat. I, you, I am from the 20th century. I am from the future and you are I dead. Will, I, listen, I have been sexually harassed by medical student interns. You don't even fucking know. You don't rate, bitch. You don't even know. And that is followed immediately by uh, her berating Jamie being like, you motherfucker. God, why you got to do this to me <laughs> like over and over and over again? You're a sniper. What the fuck are you doing out in the middle of the field? <laughs> How much sniper. did you love sniper outfit? I love sniper outfit. Sniper outfit was a so fucking great. Sexy Caster over here. I think you are looking for this, this guy. <laughs> fucking sexy quail. What's his name? Daniel... Daniel, Daniel whatever. Anyway, he's great. He is great. Um, but, uh, oh, sniper brings me to this. We have discussed, and I don't remember if we really discussed it this much when we all three of us were doing the show together. Mm. Jamie is a serial killer. Yes. Uh, his body count is very it's high. It's high. <laughs> um, murder turtle. Yeah. Murder turtle. The scene where he kills. The murder turtle. Murder turtle. Oh, yeah. Tom Christie was the other thing, by the way. Oh, I want to yeah. hear his thoughts mm-hmm. on Tom Christie. Yeah. So the scene where he kills Lionel Brown. Mm-hmm. Do you. What were your thoughts on that? Where it was just him just enjoying. He got the horror somebody. movie reveal where the lights come on and he's sitting in the corner. In the little corner and we're like. Up, oh, you're dead, buddy. That is, if if the lights come on and there is somebody sitting in your corner, one of two things is happening. Either you are a spy and we're about to learn that you're a spy, mm-hmm. which Murder Turtle, no. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to die. You're dead. I, well, you know what? I, I'm actually struggling to remember my feelings about that because I am now, so that reminds me of, uh, of Coinface mm-hmm. and that interaction. So I'm already thinking about like the friendship aspect of this. I do what I'm recalling though when i when i saw jamie getting ready to murder uh was that where i was like yeah this is yep. you you just flipped the switch on the wrong guy yeah this and guy will kill you no issues just showing up with a knife and putting it in your throat yeah this guy will murder you and he will do it slowly and now <laughs> he's been assigned to an elite sniper unit so he can kill people from a distance <laughs> so they've really like figured out how to use him yeah. his terminator skills yeah yeah, yeah. all right Tom uh, Christie. Tom Christie. Before that, though, mm-hmm. how did you feel about about Jamie hauling cannons up to the top of a mountain to fire them at the base that he was working at to, to prove, prove a, a point? point. <laughs> I felt like um, <laughs> taking so, it too far. Like suddenly, <laughs> social skills became one of the things that Jamie's not good at. Yeah, since when? <laughs> yes, like, like how did it, didn't he know he had to have been a little bit more savvy? He about used that. his his last. Uh, <laughs> Iota of social skills navigating the Tom Christie minefield. Yeah. Transition. <laughs> Tom Christie. Yeah. Talk to us about Tom Christie. Tom Christie. What a. It's complicated. What yeah. a complicated character. Yeah. Um, Great performance, though, right? Really, like the actor really did a good job of making that complicated situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, I mean, the unrequited love aspect of it, the, you know, knowing that his, that his, his son had done something so terrible oh, and like. And the de- and obviously then the killing of his his daughter like through thinking about the killing of his daughter and like the and the baby and whatnot and the kiss was like so a surprise a surprise and like painful because it's just like bro back up yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like back up man I guess it's like life is short I need her to know 
but whatever. But like that's um, that's maybe a sign of the times. Like mm-hmm. we're like, hey, okay, yeah, some romantic weird overture. But also like, do, does she need to know? Maybe you can just yeah. fucking write it in a letter. Yeah, maybe she doesn't <laughs> need to know this it, on her face in this street right now. Yeah. Counterpoint. It was <laughs> it, it, it was great TV. It yes, was that's really true. good TV. That's true. It we did scream TV. out loud. And yeah. it was so and like it's and Amelia Hamill Lewis Bazell's favorite moment. Mm-hmm. It is um in real life, obviously a uh shitty fucking thing to do. Yeah, right. Don't that do is that. A, it's assault. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's like unwanted contact. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um in the context of the show, we kick and punch and fight, da, 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 right? Like it was like hijinks. And, a return and of that Katrina, feeling. Yeah. To her credit, she played it. Great. She played it so perfectly because her reaction allowed us to react that way. Yeah. Yeah. If like, she had reacted what? differently, it would have been. If she kicked him in the balls. Yeah. Instead, yeah. she was, was like, just oh. like, what? She was like, I don't fucking, what is even happening? You're alive. I'm, we're in the street. You Frenched me. You French, like what? I don't, where's my, I don't know what to do. Buddy, buddy, where are you? Hey, Claire, I'm right here. <laughs> don't worry about it. I'm looking at you. I can see you. I see you, Claire. Um, great. Yeah. This was fun. Good season, right? I'm, I'm really pleased that you continue to watch it. The, um, it's going to be really hard for me. Season 7A was great. I very much enjoyed it. Mm. But it's going to be hard for me for them to top season six. Like, I just, season six was my favorite. Season the, six, I like The weird, stuff. like, fucking folk horror shit of being trapped on the ridge and the witchcraft and all that shit. I just, we'll see. I mean, and now it's the, it's like a, it's like a weird falling action to, like, all the big stuff, right? Because they have one more season after this. Yeah, they're going to split seven and eight into two half seasons, so like another, they did season one. A, yeah. A my current. Mm daydream which is not out of the realm of possibility is that they're going to do seven and eight and eight will end with the ending of um uh written in my own heart's blood which is the second to last book third to last all the book readers have said that that would be a perfect place it would be to a end. really good place to end if they can get there and then 10 years from now if they want to they could just do a fucking tv movie yeah right why not of like of even just like one seat it wouldn't like one book or just a part like or they could do a mini series like do whatever the fuck they want and of course blood of my blood is about to come out too so we've got the young pample moose shit coming oh yeah right yeah, young yeah. pample moose with ellen and brian and that whole shit so it's gonna be like a riverdale situation yeah. up on the uh, up on lally brock and you know like all those actors if you give them 10 years to like chill and they'll be like hey so let's get back together for this tv movie they'll be like uh-huh okay right. fine. <laughs> great. like each other a lot great <laughs> yeah i haven't seen them in a while yeah yep Mm-hmm. So that's my hope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it is. There's a lot still to come, but you are. It's starting to feel like preparing for the end of the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, now that we know that you're still watching, do, once you watch season seven B, can we do another Janine shares his thoughts on season seven B? Yeah, sure. I'm, I because I cried so much on Wednesday. I'm <laughs> like, I was reflecting yesterday, going like, I maybe shouldn't be waiting a year between my visits to Chicago. I should be coming back maybe every six months so great yeah bring it on so it it might actually be like right at the because like 7b is early it's probably going to be like march february or that march. would be my guess yeah, if yeah, it yeah. was going to be january they would have already announced it yeah, yeah, um yeah. my guess would be february or march yeah so i'd probably i'd probably want to be visiting 
just after the season mm-hmm. ended. So well, and the, there's no rush, right? I mean, like this season ended months ago and we're true. fine. We're still I, I just got it. into producer mode. So I was like, I could time this for you. No, guys. no timing. <laughs> you time it for you. The thing is, we have embraced the fact that there is no timing. Yeah. We just do. We yes. just sit in front of a microphone and shoot the shit. And yeah. then whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're about to do on a <gasps> girls just want to solve crimes. We're about to do back to back the, the two part murder she wrote pilot oh fun uh <laughs> that'll be really fun yeah and then after that we're gonna do poker face cool which i'm excited about i am too. which we have I've both been, been holding been it saving i've been waiting to talk about so i'm excited about that um but yeah please come talk to us about season whenever okay. yeah and if you are watching in something like real time and you ever watch an episode and you're like i have to share my thoughts about this right fucking now you okay. let us know okay text us because i probably will be watching it in real time because that is what i do with my life as i watch tv mm-hmm. as, as like my free time stuff because mm-hmm. uh well jasper cuddle time a cuddle time you got jasper. that fireplace you got that couch you got that cat it's true it's higgy we know you love Higgy. I love it's, Higgy. It's full of Higgy. You should see his sweater right now. <laughs> he is living Higgy. 100%. Yeah. Cozy vibes. Nonstop cozy vibes. Yeah. All right. Well, please come hang out with us again soon. I will. You're the best. We miss you. Miss you too. Thanks, Janine. Bye. 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 You, gentle Neil. listener, at our doorstep, ready to find out more. I'm, I'm guessing Neil couldn't hear that. Do you need to go get, and no, see who it is? Like, mm, fine. Psst, while Julie's gone. I'm get, we should probably, just in case, start the episode again, because that was extremely funny, but I d- would be shocked if that audio was usable. We screamed. <laughs> So, gentle listener, um, apologies for that doorbell breaking your ears, but it really wasn't our fault. Nope. It just so happens that every single episode that we recorded this month, as soon as the episode was done, we prepared to say our goodbyes, and then somebody rang the doorbell. That happened every time, which is why... That's right. And then every time I said this exact thing... Every time. Time travel is so stupid. And then Amelia said this thing. We're in a kaleidoscope of experience. Yeah, it's wild. Mm. What a coincidence. Deja vu. Listen, All right. y'all ready? We're not here to tell jokes about doorbells. We're here to, to <laughs> say thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast you just listened to, which is one of several. But and I don't excellent. know. But I don't know which one. But we know it was uniformly great. It was mm-hmm. really good. No notes. So none. <laughs> to all of you right now, thank you for listening. You can find us on Facebook.com slash Podlandercast, on Instagram at Podlandercast. You can find all of our shit there. You can also find us at Podlanderpresents.com. Find all sorts of information about all of the high quality content we're continually pumping out for you bitches. All right. If you like what you heard, please consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever new thing there is now. Listen, I'm too old to keep up. We want to thank you all for listening, but we especially want to thank our patrons. You can become a patron at patreon.com slash podlanderdrunkcast. You can support the show, join the Slack, get early episode access like it's the clubhouse. You know what I'm saying? 
And thank you to all of our patrons. Y'all make it possible for us to do this. You like, um, who rules? Elizabeth the first. Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Like Santa Claus. You rule. So I'll just say a few more things before we get to the meat of this. Because I see Amelia in the corner making instruments out of random items in my home. Amelia Amelia in the doorway with two spoons. Standing by. Speaking of Amelia, let's thank that bitch for our stone cold social media presence, our website, everything she does for us. Thank you, Amelia. Thank you. Uh, This show is Amelia Ham on the Loose Bazelle. Ham on the Loose, bitch. The show is produced by Allison Shoemaker and Julie Starbird, edited by Julie Starbird, other stuff by Allison Shoemaker. Our artwork is by Viv Pickles, a.k.a. Laura. And uh, our cover songs are performed by Amelia Ham on the Loose Bazelle. And also we'd like to thank our uh, uh, Slack moderators and uh, Jenna Polkowski. Yeah. I can't remember why we were thanking her, but we always thank her. She's the moderator superior. She's the best. Okay. Thank you so much. And because we love you <laughs> or because we hate you, here is some uh, amazing musical stylings. Yeah. This is our way. This is our very special holiday 2023 way of thanking our patrons. This is, as will not surprise you, unrehearsed. <laughs> we came up with this idea. T-minus two minutes ago, and since then, there's been a doorbell explosion. Um, So who knows if it's going to work, but we're going to try just for you because we love you. We're sorry you're welcome. You ready, Amelia? Jessica Richardson, Kristen Blanton, Mindy Newell, Rachel Revell. Sydney Taylor and Snazzy Natch, Lisa Brian, Julia Gulia, Kathleen Martini, Lauren Tennant, Kelsey Kemp and Emily Day, Betsy English, Caitlin Reddick, Tina Barnett and Kristen, Freckle Fury, Ham on the Loose. Liz and Tinkerbell, Terry Welch, Rochelle LaFever, Amanda Smizaza, Amy Gustafson, Rachel Townsend, Kelly Mazella, Chantel Salters, Mary and the Falling Statue, Tara Lucchino, Viv Pickles, A.K. Laura, Mary of the Grapefruit, Jenna Pulkowski, and Gibson. All right, are you ready for the bridge? Let's see if this works. Um, Susanna Ruth McCormick, <laughs> Kiki the Wise. Oh, I know, we got it. And the sound of Carol Marlowe fills the air. <laughs> Trish McCreary is singing. Julie DeToyne and Jen Lynn. You just got a key change. That's, we're you, done. Dude, you did it, though. Guys, nobody let Mariah Carey sue me. We can't afford it. <laughs> you did that. Yeah, don't tell anyone. Just listen to it in your headphones and shh. We love you guys. Happy yeah. holidays. Happy holidays. Happy holidays.